It's time for building the game. Building the game with Jason and friends. Tabletop game design. The the end of the episode that's when it technically ends hello and welcome to building the game a documentary podcast today is up today's episode today is october 4th and you're listening to episode 540 as always i'm your host jason here today joined by here it comes here it comes here it comes nicole amato so glad to be here um it's so it's funny to have you here it's so funny to talk to jason and and have his like normal voice and then to have him go into radio voice it's i love it it's so charming i was it was funny because i was actually i was talking to someone recently uh and uh we finished recording and we were chatting and they're like i just realized you're you're still doing your podcast your voice and i was like well it's because i still have the mic up and stuff and so right. if the mic is i have my mic has two positions that i put it in one is just down on my table and you can hear me if we're doing like a zoom call or something and it still right. sounds fine but if we're, you know, if we're doing a recording, I have it up higher so it sounds better. And um, your brain is just like radio voice. Yeah. And it just, I mean, I just, when I lean into the mic, I just talk different slightly. And I don't know why. Uh, I think it's just programming, years of programming, right? Yeah, yeah no, it makes total sense. Well, hey, it's it's good to, it's good to uh, have you back. Uh, last yeah, time you heard was the, uh, the Gen Con recap. That was so much fun. Recording that so episode was fun. like a delight. Yeah. Yes, yes. We missed you on the Grand Con recap because, you know, you weren't at Grand Con because you I know. suck. No, I'm kidding. Gotta get it together, man. Uh, I gotta get it together. It was, it was too bad. It was, uh, it was Banana Chan was there who, uh, <sighs> yeah. Uh, Gray Dietrich, Nate Darty, Kelly Hoagland. So some people you already have seen on the last one because yeah. they go to all the cons. Uh, Nate and Kelly, at least all the ones I'm at, they tend to go, we tend to go to the same ones. So I love nerds. Yes, me too. Um, <laughs> so anyways uh hey we have to do a little uh show housekeeping and i'm springing this on you because i didn't tell you ahead of time uh but uh yeah so i want to let everybody know uh that we had a, a change in staffing here at the show uh that's not that's a weird way to say that i'm making this awkward uh kiri bear one of our uh co-hosts uh beloved co-host uh, <laughs> beloved co-host no i have loved loved working with her um she has uh, moved out of the realm of game design for now uh, and into a, a new career path. And uh, so uh, she has decided to step away from the podcast. Um, and uh, she's always welcome back uh, if that ever changes for her, because we loved having her on the show. And I, I really appreciated her unique perspective, uh, which was, you know, uh, that of an Australian who had no fear, um, no fear of <laughs> anything. <laughs> No, I, I mean, that is true, but no, I, I really, really, really loved, um, the, uh, the different perspectives she had on games and, uh, in facilitating games. And, and I got to go to one of her game facilitation seminars and it was amazing. Uh, oh, so, so I really, really, really dug it. And, uh, yeah, so we're gonna, we're gonna miss her. Um, but yeah, we're, uh, I, I for one, I'm just super happy for her, her new career switch and stuff. And I think it's going to be great for her and, I think she's going to be good at whatever she does. So that is that. I wanted to do that on an episode where I had one of the other co-hosts here, not like some random guest. Like, hey, right? Yeah, yeah, guest. hey, yeah. Hey, first, yes, let me explain. Yeah, can you <laughs> not talk for two minutes while I tell this thing? So, Bakiri, we will miss you, uh, and uh, and uh, I would like to say I'd like bump into you somewhere, but well, you live on the other side of the world, so that might not happen. Kiri, uh, we love you. <laughs> And I'm not coming to Australia 
because as you know, unlike you, I am terrified of a great many things. And, uh, <laughs> and many of them live in Australia. So yeah, that is a fact. Hashtag no fear. Hashtag, Hashtag all fear. Hashtag all fear. As <laughs> people like, you know, those old like no fear t-shirts. I want one like, no, I'm really afraid of everything. Like cross know. out the no and put yeah. the all fear. All. Um, there were a lot of fear. there were a lot of kids with no fear shirts in my high school, and I was the president of the Latin club, and we made um I was like, yo, let's be super nerdy and make shirts that say no fear in Latin. So it said Nullis Timor, and we had like a chimera that somebody drew on it, and I was like, yo, we're really cool. Yeah, when you could have just had a shirt that said hashtag not cool. <laughs> said nerd. <laughs> no, no, I think that's cool, and I would have worn that shirt. I so a funny story that I'll tell. I don't think I've ever told this on the podcast before, but who knows? It's been ten years. Uh, when I was in high school, I wanted a no fear shirt, uh, and the shirt was like no fear, and it was it was a shirt. It said limits we don't need no stinking limits which i think is from like treasure of the sierra madre or something and they say badges we don't need no stinking badges i it could be for some other movie i probably was super wrong about what movie that's from i honestly don't care but anyways she was like i don't know if i can let you get this shirt and i was like who your mom yeah and i was like why and she's like well like i, I need you to understand that like you you have to have limits in your life and i was like mom, mom it's a t-shirt like it's a t-shirt like it's so cute um like she was really worried that like i was gonna like wear this t-shirt and be like i can do whatever i want i got I'm no limits mom. i'm a um, mortal mom thank and you and then she like listed off like seven or eight things that like i needed to still be aware were not okay to do uh oh that God, i'm not gonna list here because it's just embarrassing but um like, <laughs> but anyways uh yeah so that was funny uh, and I just, I, I just recalled that when we started talking about no fear, that was the only no fear shirt I had because I was afraid to ask to buy another one. Cause I felt lucky that I had that shirt. Cause you were like, no limits on how many no fear shirts I can have. <laughs> <laughs> if it had been, if it had been in Latin, she may have assumed I was trying to summon a demon. Um, <laughs> oh my God. So because everybody knows that's the language you're going to want to use for that. Yeah, um, I mean that. I mean, universally, universally understood universally, that Latin is how yeah. you summon demons. Yeah. Uh, any sort of magic you want to do, Latin's going to be real helpful. Straight up, that. Latin. <sighs> no, so, no other language is acceptable. Right, right. So, anyways, that is a that's a nice little aside there. Um, yeah. So today, today we're going to talk about an interesting topic. Um, so you recently. Uh, we're in the market for uh, a new job. I was. And and then you recently are no longer in the market for a new job because you decided you just weren't going to work. Um, <laughs> I'm kidding. That's not true. Uh, you, you got a, a new job. For a little while I did. <laughs> <laughs> you did? Fair enough. Well, for a little while, I was like, maybe I'll take a little break. And then I panicked. And I was like, this is that's, uncomfortable. That <laughs> super tracks. I can see you just be like being like, you know what? I'm just going to take a break. I'm going to take a break. I don't, I don't need it. I'm just going to take a break. It's going to be, it's going to be, you know what? Oh, I should. And then while I'm today. saying that I'm applying to jobs. Yeah. Totally <laughs> tracks for you. I should take a break. I'm writing a cover way. letter. <laughs> I deserve a break. I'm going to put that in my cover letter. I deserve a break. Okay. It was five minutes. <laughs> <laughs> break time's, time's over. over. <laughs> um, 
Yeah, so, so um, a little background on me. I was a research analyst for a local economist. Um, his name is um, Richard Vague, and I helped him do research. <laughs> his last name is Vague? His last name is Vague. His first that name sounds is really fake. That sounds it really sounds fake. fake. It sounds fake. I can assure you he's a and real man. I'm not going to lie. Anytime I hear someone's first name is Richard, followed by any word that's not like an obvious last name, I assume it's a joke name. I'm You're not like, gonna lie. Made up. You're like, what's the yeah. punchline? Um, I'm, no, sorry. I'm sorry. No, it's, I'm please. sorry, Richard. Literally, I worked there for five years, and every single time I told people who I worked for, they were like, "That's not his real name." And I was like, "I regret to inform you, it is." Um, but yeah, he he was a delight. Um, they ended up downsizing. Lost my job in May. Um, decided that I was just gonna work in games and only applied to games jobs. I was like, I was like, you know. I went to library school. I had a great time being a research analyst, but like my real love is games. I want to see if I can get a job in games. So I applied to That's a couple awesome. games jobs and now I work at Kickstarter. What? Can you believe it? Not only do you work at Kickstarter, tell them what you do at Kickstarter. So I'm the games outreach lead, which means that I get to work to help bring, to help like creators bring their projects to the platform, kind of help guide them through that process and then help them afterwards. Like everything from like, you know, submitting their work um, to our team as like a project to like be like a project Mm -hmm. we love um, to like dealing with problem backers, you know, because, you know, people, people are bad sometimes. Yeah, no. In fact, that is, (laughs) I didn't realize so, so first of all, super congrats. I think they're very, very lucky to have you. Um, as is when you, when you announce this, uh, uh, online, plenty of people that was basically the constant feedback I saw was they're good, good for them. They could use someone like you. Um, so, so it's interesting because hearing you talk about like problem backers and stuff, I've, I've seen that as like a common issue, um, that I, you know, I see people like talking about that on, different things so knowing that somebody like you actually who cares about that kind of stuff is working on that i think that's fantastic so um, yeah and i think another thing is just like you know a lot of people i think don't realize that human beings work at kickstarter and like yeah i think that that's something that i'd love to fix also and just like you know let let people know like hey you can talk to a person if you need help it's me i'm here right (laughs) nicole amato is a human being But yeah, it's been great so far. This is my, um, you know, I've only been working there for a few weeks. Um, yeah, it was funny. I didn't know like how to announce it because I like wasn't sure if there was like an official announcement that was going to happen and if I should share that. And then the day I started working, I made that like semi vague post about like, hey, mm-hmm. I started a job, you know. Um, Can't wait uh, to kick this new job I've got. <laughs> <laughs> Um, and then, uh, and then, uh, found out that there was going to be a Polygon article announcing it. I saw that. was a huge, huge surprise. Um, I was very surprised. And then I had friends messaging me all day, like, Hey, found out you got a new job by, I, I found out by reading Polygon. That's the first time that's happened. And I'm like, <laughs> yeah, somebody else was like, um, somebody else, uh, saw it on N world. Oh yeah, yeah. Which I thought was cool. Um, I don't know if I don't know if you like N World or are you? You're not really like a super RPG person, are you? Uh, I mean, I I know a thing or two about RPGs. I uh, I until this moment thought it was E N World. Um, oh, it might be. I call it. I've always called it N World. 
that very well could be. I, you are way more qualified to know that than I am. Um, so yeah, yeah. I also, uh, side topic, uh, how do you pronounce the word B I O P I C? Biopic. Okay. Yep. Biopic. I thought it was, I thought it was biopic because I thought it was like only a movie related (laughs) What does the internet say? How, uh, the well, the per- guy on the audiobook I was listening to today said biopic. Uh, so I was like, yeah. Yeah. I audiobooks blow my mind because I like, I was listening, I'm listening to the wheel of time and um, they were pronouncing a certain character's name a certain way. And then in the next book, they were pronouncing the character's name a different way. And I was like, I was like, did the author reach out to them and say, Hey, you were saying it wrong. <laughs> um, yeah, that is weird. I wonder if that's super the weird. case. It was super weird. It was super weird. It was super weird. Anyway, uh, builders, okay, I have please definitively, you... definitively settled this. It is biopic. It I is biopic. Literally played the pronunciation. Screw that guy reading that book. <laughs> that's it what I get biopic. for reading. A, that's what I get for reading a book called Napoleon's Hemorrhoids. So, <laughs> no, um, that's what it's called. That is such a weird title. It's a bunch of random stuff that happened in history for like stupid reasons sure. that were surprising. And one of them was how Napoleon had hemorrhoids. So anyways, I have distracted the conversation. I am very sorry for that. That was rude of me. Um, so no, I was just going to say, I was just going to say builders. If you need help with your Kickstarter games at kickstarter.com. I'll help you out. Yeah. And that back. is, um, that is, it really is, you know, you were, you were joking, like humans rookie Kickstarter. And I want to like, I mean, I don't think you were actually joking, but you were like, uh, you know, humans rookie Kickstarter. And that's like something you want people to realize. And I really think that that is so important because I've heard, I've heard people say that before in jobs. I want to say that it was, uh, Danny Lowe, uh, when she was on the show said that, Oh yeah. Like, you know, like there's a person behind this, you know, uh person that you are like, you know, you're like berating this account asking right. for help and there's like there's a person behind that and like maybe maybe consider that like when you are uh you know, when you're trying to uh you're trying to, you know, deal with people and maybe be kind about that and And I think that's super important. Like I think it's easy to see a big company and I mean Kickstarter is not a huge company, but they are a lot of money moves through Kickstarter, right? Like that's just like, you know, I mean, a lot of money passes through their, their projects in their hands. For sure, and, for sure. Um, and so I think that people are just like, oh, it's a huge company. And like, they're like, you know, um, and they're just. Faceless organization. Yeah, right. Yeah. And, and it's not like there are actually people there. And now we know someone that works there. Uh, and so we should probably try and remember that. And if you're going to be mean to Nicole, know that you're being mean to Nicole and everyone will hate you. Uh <laughs> Oh man, I love you. So, so what are the kind of things that like, I mean, I know you just started, but like, what are the kind of things that specifically like you hope to be able to help people with? Like if somebody's like, Hey, like, so for instance, so I'm going to put a game on Kickstarter next year, uh, is the plan. Uh, I actually have a tentative date in mind, uh, but, uh, I'm not going to say it because, uh, well, probably cause it'll change. No, cause it'll probably change. And also, you know, my co-designer and I haven't like talked about it with people outside of us so but so we have a game we want to put on kickstarter like 
is our first. I mean, I did Kickstarter like so many years ago that basically it's going to be my first time on Kickstarter. Yeah. It'll have been almost 10 years. Wow. Um, yeah. Right. Right. I mean, I, my first Kickstarter for water balloon washout was in the early days, you know? Um, so pioneer, look at you. So yeah. Right. Right. So anyways, um, like what, like what are the types of things that you might help a schmuck like me with when I'm like, all right, like I'm trying to get this put on Kickstarter. Like what are the types of reasons that I might come to you and say, Hey, help me please. That's a great question. And it's something that I haven't hundred percent got down pat yet. Like, like the rest of the, you know, like everybody else who I've interacted with, like they can give feedback on a page so quickly. And the feedback is like, so on point. And I'm like, I can't wait until I can look at a page and be able to be like, Oh, you're missing this, this, and this, and this part should be above this part. And this should be down here. And like, you should get rid of this part. You know what I mean? Like they're just so good at it. And that is like, you're saying like advice of like, Hey, um, or like the rules, like, Hey, you're not doing this correctly. Or it's like, advice. advice, like, Hey, you would be more likely to be successful if you did this, this, and this. Right. Yeah. Yeah. And, And also like, I mean, so far, one of the things that I'm experiencing is that people ask questions that are like, so corner case. Right, right, right. You know, I, I was thinking about it today because I was just like, I was thinking about the fact that like Kickstarter is such a unique, like like crowdfunding, honestly. It's yeah, so crowdfunding unique. Crowdfunding in general. It's so it's weird, so, right? It's so unique and it's constantly evolving mm-hmm. to the point where like, you know, they're just so, like people are so creative and doing so many things and like, like, you know, what might've been like, Oh, that's not a thing that we would put on Kickstarter might turn into something we put on Kickstarter or, you know, I don't, I don't, I don't, I don't, I'm not doing a great job explaining it, but like, I don't know. I just think that you're right. And there's, there's so many different, like, like you see people put things on Kickstarter that are more and more different. Right. So unique. Um, so unique. Right now yeah. there's a, there's a, there's a, I think it's an Oscar Wilde chocolate bar. Um, and it looks delicious. It looks delicious. I'm like, I'm like, I want that. Uh, the picture of Dorian Gray chocolate bar. And I'm just like, like who, like who thinks of these cool things? Like there's so many, there's so many cool things that like, I want to I say though, that if Dorian Gray was trying to live forever by having something that would never get destroyed, a chocolate bar is a super <laughs> dumb way to do chocolate it. Bars like, low on that list. If it was in my house, like Dorian Gray would be dead in a, in a day. Like, we would have just eaten the chocolate bar. Somebody would have. Maybe we'd have been nice and split it, but like it, it would be gone. Sorry, Dorian Gray. You're um, there's now. another thing called um, the icy monsters. D apostrophe icy monsters, and it's um, it's like uh, whiskey. You know, whiskey stones that you put in the freezer and then you put them in your drink. But mm-hmm. they're D20s. <laughs> yeah, they're nice. and they're gorgeous. They're gorgeous D20s. Right. Right. Um, in yeah. so so here's a question what like what constitutes your purview as like games right like oh, uh, video games board games and anything uh anything gaming adjacent so those so like with these with those d20 dice cubes yeah dice cubes dice cubes, uh, dice cubes! yeah that's really cubes. good thanks be right thanks, back yeah. tm 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 dice cubes tm tm copyright tm yeah anything that's like related to games is like uh you know it's fair so basically game. anything anyone tags <laughs> as games, right? Right, right. Like, 
because because you can choose so if i come into kickstarter like with a game and i tag it as something else because i'm like well it's a game but it's also like art so i'm gonna tag it as art like do y'all get to make that decision of like no i'm pretty sure i i I actually don't 100 percent know the answer to that question i I unfortunately am probably gonna say that a lot in this that's all right because we can do this again uh, later when <laughs> once you know I have my, more right like yeah once I've got my footing um right. I think that I think that in the end it's always up to the creator I think that the staff can obviously give them feedback and say hey you might get you know because it's there's like algorithms and stuff right so if you have a project that's that's a game and art and you want it to and you're like oh I think this is more of an art project like that may not get that might not uh the eyes of the game community may not get on that as easily right so you know the magic of the algorithm may not may not work in your favor in that case right and so that's something that i think is is one of the unique pieces of crowdfunding so like let's let's take an example of like an actual huge company let's take walmart a company that is beloved by everyone uh i'm pretty oh, sure loves walmart. Yeah, yeah for sure absolutely so, yeah, yeah everybody mm-hmm. loves walmart but but no let's so let's take walmart as an example like <clears throat> one thing about walmart that i think is is a positive thing and i'm not like defending walmart i'm trying to make a comparison is anyone that wants to like who has a idea can have a chance right through going through proper channels to bring their idea and pitch it to walmart right and say like i have this right. product Right. And they can actually say to like a small company, like, we're going to put this in test stores, like we'll do it. Right. And they could literally make or break that person. But, but the thing about the after part of that is like, so the, the Walmart has, believe it or not, not infinite space to put things on in their stores. Right. Obviously you could argue that their website does have infinite space, but, but realistically, if we're talking I mean, about the things still, that sell, I mean, it still has warehouses. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right. Yeah, yeah. The things that sell in their stores, they have limited space, and there is competition for that space. And 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 Walmart, or really any retailer, right? Their goal is to have the best selling products that they need that they can have, and a few things that they need to have just because they may not be the best sellers, but they need to have them. But like, so they've got your necessary things, and they've got their best sellers. And ideally, that's all they want to have so that right. they can make money. And byproduct of that is whoever has that stuff and sells it to Walmart will also make money, right? Right, 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 right. But Kickstarter, Kickstarter is actually like, because so if, if I have a product for Walmart, sorry, is what I was trying to say. Is if I have a product for Walmart and they say, yes, Jason, we're going to put it at every store. It's going to be amazing. And then it flops. They're going to have no problem turning around and saying, never mind and kick it out, right? Right, right, right. But Kickstarter actually wants the projects to succeed always yeah, right yeah, yeah because like they literally get nothing for hosting for everything that they do to put that game out there and support it whether it's putting it as a project we love or the fact that it just takes up bandwidth on you know in space on their site right right, right and possibly right, right. distracts from bigger money campaigns like they still want to support those campaigns because they want to see them you know, if you have a million dollar funding goal, which is dumb, but if you do and you make $999,000 and 99 cents uh, by some sick joke, like Kickstarter put a lot of bandwidth and work into $0, right? right. If it fails. Um, so I just think that the unique thing about, like you said, crowdfunding in general is that these companies, you know, Kickstarter especially want you to succeed, yeah. right? 
And also they want you to succeed too. I'm sure just because like, if people keep failing, <laughs> then less people are going to want to put stuff on Kickstarter. Right. 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 Um, right. Right. So, so anyways, yeah, I, I just think that's a really unique model. Um, and, uh, I think that's, that's really cool. Right. Um, yeah, I've never understood. Um, what's the one that you get that you get the funding no matter what is Indiegogo. Yeah. You can do flexible funding. That always made, um, that made me really nervous when I, when I, when I was like, when we ran our Kickstarter, I mean, that's the other thing, by the way, like I'm really excited about is that like, I feel like I've come full circle, right. We put our first game on Kickstarter. So it's like, right. right so right. many people helped us. And now I'm like, and now you're I the CEO people. of Kickstarter. Look how that happened. Right. <laughs> We're here first. Now I've done it. <laughs> but, um, I totally forgot what I was saying. I lost my, I interrupted I'm myself. Sorry. And lost my no, I interrupted my own self and lost my own train of thought. It's not your fault at all. Oh, oh, it was the flexible uh funding thing. It was the uh -huh. you know, Indiegogo, you know, when Anthony and I were talking about, you know, running our first Kickstarter and we were looking at all of our options, you know, I was like, Whoa, why would anybody and of course I was looking at it through the lenses of a person making a game, you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. I was like, Why would anybody want to run a campaign that they and get the money no matter what even if they didn't get the money they needed you know what i mean so yeah right, that, right. that made me super nervous yeah so that is something that i find interesting too like i've always shied away from backing projects on indiegogo for that reason right yeah like the idea that if you get five hundred dollars but you needed five thousand you're just going to keep my five hundred dollars because you <laughs> yeah, can't what are you going to do with that it. money yeah exactly now, exactly now that said I was looking to do some fundraising for a film project at one point. Um, and I was probably going to put it on Indiegogo for that reason, because this was the deal, right? Like I was going to ask for like 30 grand, right? Cause right, like I was right, like, right, right. I, with, for 30 grand, I can do everything I want with this movie, but I can make it for 10 and I can, I can actually like use credit to do most of those things. Yeah. So like if I get five grand, like I want that money because I'm still going to make the movie. Yeah. Uh, and, and that five grand is five grand less than I have to spend. Right. So like, I actually understand it's the same thing of when like you see like a Kickstarter with a goal of like a thousand dollars and you're like, that's silly. They need more than a thousand dollars for this. But what right. they're saying is if we hit that goal. I'll chip in the rest. Right. Like, or, uh, or they have some other funding or, you know, or, That's or, what I mean. Yeah, they have a way to get the rest yeah, of it, yeah, right? Yeah, 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 yeah. So, so as a creator, I actually understood that, but like as a backer, I'm a hypocrite because I would never do that, right? And I think it's because, like, I think it's because I've seen too many Kickstarters and especially things on Indiegogo where it's like, this person is never going to succeed at this. Like, this right, is this never going to actually it. happen. Yeah, yeah. Like, they have eyes that are bigger than their capabilities and it's just not going to happen and i like i'd actually be curious to see like i don't like everything on kickstarter feels so much more polished now than it was back in the day i mean my game water balloon washout barely funded even back then and would never fund now yeah because yeah, yeah, like yeah, yeah. Be with what i had I, I could get it to fund now with new artwork and more artwork and more stuff but like with what i did back then it would never if i took that and translated it to now it would never fund Right. Um, because the rules have changed, right? With like the kind of the expectations, I guess, have changed. Kickstarter has tightened some rules down too, I think. I, I, I mean, it's it's also just, you know, <clears throat> I mean, so many people are making games now that the the quality of games has really 
really shut up, which I think is right. what you're saying. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, it's 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 almost it's almost you know when when <laughs> when we did Resistor, you know, everybody was so impressed by the campaign that Anthony put together because. I don't know if you remember the resistor campaign, but Anthony had all of these, I mean, just delightful gifts and like everything about it was wonderful. All of our updates had little gifts in them. All of our updates, a bunch of our friends were on Kickstarter at the same time, right? In the whole four week period that we were on Kickstarter. And Mm -hmm. every time we had an update, Anthony would make a little gif of the resistor characters doing something in one of our friends' games. And then we'd we'd promote one of our friends' games and like... Mm -hmm. You know, you see stuff like that a lot more often now, but but yep. back then, yep. back then people were like, "Anthony, can I hire you to make my Kickstarter page?" Which I thought was like that. That I was like, yeah, that that yeah. made me like incredibly proud of Anthony because I was like, I was like, bro, you do good stuff. People like it a lot. <laughs> yeah, 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 absolutely. Yep. But yeah, now I'm like super impressed. Like, I, there was a Kickstarter I saw today. I can't remember which one it was, and I was just like wow, am I impressed by this? Like, like you, the graphics on this are so good. You actually have the dream job now, I just realized. You get paid to serve Kickstarter. <laughs> like, I that's do. part of your job. It's like part you're supposed to serve Kickstarter to know what's going on, right? Yeah, do yeah you, and it's amazing. Can I ask, like, when you're looking at Kickstarter, do you, like, look at, like, a back-end version of it? Um, am like, I allowed to tell you, you that? Probably, sure. Yeah, I do. I didn't know if like your typical I don't know. now is that like, a secret? <laughs> well, no, I, mean, I mean, there's there's obviously there's a back end interface to it, right? Sure, this yeah. sounds like a butt joke, but it's not. Um, <laughs> uh, the um, I get to see things and filter things in in a different way than than, than right, right. But um, I mean, if you want to support yeah. a project, you're still logging in as Nicole and like yeah. going mm-hmm. out, yeah. So that to me is is interesting. So yeah, I was just curious if that if that changes your habits of how you look at Kickstarter now that you can actually like. I mean, I think what's crazy is that I would, you know, what's crazy is at first I followed my boss, I followed John Ritter Roderick on Kickstarter, mm-hmm. which is a yeah. mistake because. I've been oh, following him for a long time and I'm like constantly like, Oh no, what is this? Oh no, what is this? Oh no, what is this? Yeah. Um, yeah. I had to stop following people because of that. I just started following uh, Philip Reed, the CEO of Steve Jackson games. And let me tell you what a mistake that man backs the coolest stuff. Right, right. I mean, he is just and- an incredibly interesting person. He backs really rad stuff. I've like saved every, like I even emailed him. We were like having a conversation. I was like, this was a mistake. Why did I follow you on Kickstarter? <laughs> and, and I want to be clear, just in in case people don't realize this, like you as an individual, like not oh, as an employee of yeah, Kickstarter can yeah, follow think- people on Kickstarter to see what they back and stuff. If they allow that, um, because that's all public, obviously, because your account is public. Um, you're yeah, not guess, like talking about like the fact that you can like know about that, huh? Yeah, I didn't know about it until I found it one time. And then I was like, dang it. Like I can't follow these people anymore because it's just making me want to back too many things. Yeah. So anyways, I just, I just didn't want, obviously anyone you work with a Kickstarter knows that's the case, but like, I wanted to make sure nobody was like, Nicole's like following people behind the scenes on Kickstarter. <laughs> no, 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 no. Um, yeah, yeah, no, no. You know, yeah. yeah. The other cool thing is I follow Chris O'Neill. Um, man, if anybody, if anybody wants to know what's going on in the RPG world, I'm telling yeah, you, yeah. follow, follow Philip Reed, follow Chris O'Neill. Um, they you know, have a I game knew- out right now, right? They the do. Venture they Society do. Society role-playing yeah. game. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, that looks that really, looks really real great. Yeah. yeah. Um, but you know, I knew when Zine Quest started because I got twenty emails when Chris backed twenty zines. You know what I mean? Like, I like. Yeah, 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 yeah. Like it's just like 
oh man, there's so much cool stuff out there. I mean, so much cool stuff. I, you know, I think you know that the two things I bet, I think the two things I back the most on Kickstarter are board games and enamel pins. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. I don't know if you've seen any You've got to keep me apprised of the enamel pins, though, because my daughter collects enamel pins now. Um, so, yeah, yeah. So I want to... Um, Bro, send me a list of all the enamel pins. Send me a list of her interests. Okay. And I will, like, tell me her favorite animal. Tell me her favorite color. Tell me if there's any, like, you know, kids are into... Some kids you are can't send her right? a Take It Sleazy uh, pin. <laughs> yeah, I got so many compliments on that this weekend. I you every time I see a picture that you post and you're wearing that, first of all, I feel good because I got it for you, but I feel better because people constantly are like, Whoa, I should just start tagging you. I should just start tagging you. You don't even have to because half the time, like you do, you'll respond and be like, I got that from Jason's Lingerland. Yeah, <laughs> it just cracks me up. Yeah, everybody, um, everybody loves that pin so much. Yeah, well, it was a good show and it was awesome. And, um, yeah, yeah. So unfortunately, this discussion is just going to make me look at more <laughs> stuff on Kickstarter, and I dislike you for that. I'm not gonna lie. I'm yeah, I mean, I've been, upset. I've started, I've started following a lot of really cool stuff. Um, one of the, one of the um, Kickstarters I'm excited about. It's called. Well, it's, it's about to end, so that means when this airs, it won't be uh, uh, backable. But it's called Wizlords in Space: Cosmic Card Catastrophe. It just looks great. I love. The art. It reminds me of. Um, Wizards of Barge, if you've ever seen that comic. Mm, uh, mm-hmm. Oh my God, it's so fun. That art is like art just kills me. Um, yeah, there's lots of cool, there's just so many. Uh, uh, Dune War for Arrakis just launched. Um, yeah, just so many, so many flipping cool things. I can't handle it. That's cool. Um, so, yeah, so let's. Uh, I like that we're both like, let, let's talk about Kickstarter. Wait, let's look at Kickstarter. Let's yeah, stop no, talking um, and look at Kickstarter. So, like, what are your um, what are your hopes for, like, what, you know, you said you want people to understand that it's, like, human beings that work there. And, and right. that Nicole Amato is a human being, uh, which when you say stuff like that, it really makes me think you're a robot. But <laughs> um, listen, I can if you give me a bunch of pictures, I can choose which ones are buses. So I'm definitely I, human. Can we just talk about that for a second? Because I can't. Do you know, like, do you have the issue where it's like, which one of these is a crosswalk? But then the crosswalk, like, slightly bleeds into multiple ones. So you pick all the ones it bleeds into. And then it makes you do another one. And I'm yes. like, did I fail that? Yes. Is it, like, what? Did I fail that? Like, what? I hate when it's, like, mountains. And I'm like, well, is this house on a mountain? How can I be sure? I like start having an existential crisis about right, it. Right, right. I, I hate it. I hate it so much. And remember, we used to have to do those weird word, like letter things. The captures. Yeah, the captures. I can't read those. Like I, I physically can't, my eyes can't focus on them. Uh, so one time, so I'll have to click through a few to get one that I can finally read. Click, like, you can click the audio button too and it'll read it out loud. No, 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 no. Have you ever done that? No. Is it horrible? Don't, no, don't do that. Like you'll have nightmares about the sound that it's like, <laughs> and you're like, what is that? It's awful. It is awful. You're like, I just want to log into Twitter. <laughs> Why is this happening to me? Yeah. You, you, it is, it is. It is not, not okay. 
Um, yeah, it is not okay. So, anyways, here's the deal. Um, I don't remember where we were going with that. <laughs> hey, what what do you other than you know convincing people that you're a human? Um, what is it that like? What are the things you want to see happen out of like, like what are some awesome, you know, things that you feel like uh, would make you working at Kickstarter like a big success? Like what? I don't know. I think I think one thing that I'm really excited about. I mean, I don't know. Oh God, I I just don't know how to answer that question. I, it's so funny because I keep being like, I I don't. Uh, I, I I feel like every day I don't know what I'm doing. Right? I feel like Kermit Flail. Right? Um, I think one exciting thing for me is the prospect of like going to events and being able to like, you know, cause, cause Kickstarter often has like cool booths where like, mm-hmm. you know, creators can show off their games and backers can meet them and like back the game right then. And like, I think one of the coolest things that I want to see is like the facilitation of that. You know what I mean? Where it's like yeah. yep. a creator, like demoing their game that's like currently on kickstarter and and somebody getting genuinely excited about playing it and just backing it right then and there and just like seeing the magic happen like in real time which is not a normal thing that you see because it's usually like on the internet so i think that right that would be if i if i could like man yeah that's i mean that feels that feels like a good good thing you know yeah that feels like it would be that feels like it would be good i mean Right now, a success would be if I could get through my inbox. Um. <laughs> so, do you do you handle like messages directly from like people doing Kickstarters? Like, if I was yeah, if I were the, to send a message and be like, "I've got a problem with my game," like it would be you that would get it. Yeah, what font would you use for that exact voice? <laughs> would you use Wingdings? <laughs> you should just assume that every uh, every message I send is in that voice. Get off my lawn! Help me with my game. Um, yeah, so I, I have I have access to the games at Kickstarter email and I also have my own uh, email account and I get um you know all the like general inquiries but then also emails to me and they're you know uh you know they've only had John working in the games department for like the last six months, so you mm-hmm. know, there's a lot of there's a lot of stuff to get done. There's also just like I mean there's a lot of projects, there's a lot of creators. Right, right. It's like it's like, you know, I knew the games were big, but I think that, you know, I, I didn't realize how big, you know. Yeah. So yeah, success no, would be success would be um getting through my inbox. Ask me again in a couple months. <laughs> you know, one of the things that I really, really love about you having this role um is that like if anyone else was working for a company like Kickstarter or any company where it feels like they're like shilling, like, Oh, you should back this Kickstarter because you know, like, because like, I want to, I want to make sure that like, we're like, you know, hitting our goals or whatever, uh, blah, blah, blah. Like when you were like, you have been such a, like, you have been such like a positive person, like recommending things for so long that like no one would ever believe that you were doing it like to shill which is great because when you are trying to shill no one will know but um (laughs) i mean you know what i mean like you you're just you're you're very authentic when it comes to how much you love seeing others succeed and that sort of thing and so you know um that makes me feel so nice to hear that 
Yeah. I mean, the downside is that you're just never going to shut up about it now. So- yeah, the downside is that I will never stop talking. Never. Yeah. That's all yeah. right. You talking is fun. You you talking is fun. So, um, yeah. Any other Kickstartery thoughts you want to throw out there about oh, like man. what you're doing there and stuff? You know, I mean, I I want to remind like builders, like you said, like hey, if you're trying to do a game, like when you reach out on Kickstarter, like you may get Nicole to help you. So uh, don't you. do not slide into Nicole's DMs. Uh, please contact her via Kickstarter, uh, the correct way. Yeah, that's when I, I will say that that's one of the difficult things is, um, I personally, I am a person who has, uh, historically had difficulty with boundaries mm-hmm. on every mm-hmm. possible level that you can imagine personally work related relationships. So one of the difficult things has been that as soon as people found out that I had a job at Kickstarter, they started messaging me. I've gotten text messages. I've gotten Facebook messages. I've gotten Twitter messages. I've gotten Instagram messages. Mm-hmm. And I, you know, what what is important to me as I am acclimating to this position is that, you know, people remember, again, that I am a person. <laughs> Right, right. That, and that I do, I am very much a person who wants to see people succeed and I do have a big heart. So if like, if people reach out to me, I am going to want to help them. And so what I've been trying to do right. is just tell people like, hey, you know, please send me an email and I'll get into the system. Because we do have like, you know, if they do that, it'll help me keep track of it. It'll help me. Right. And it'll help me right. figure out like, because I don't know the answer to most of the mm-hmm. questions people mm-hmm. are asking me now. And so if they... Right can send it to me in a formal way then I can send it to someone else in a formal way to ask for help. You know what I mean? So help yeah, me help, help you. you. <laughs> help me help you. That's why I like you, Nicole. Cause you're hanging on by a thin thread. <laughs> it's like a spider web. <laughs> to, to be fair, that was, that was me trying to make a reference to the to movie Jerry Maguire. But, um, <laughs> Uh, but yes, uh, the spider web was a good comeback. That was real good. Thank you. Um, thank you. So, so yeah, please do that because like, that's the thing is, you know, I think that it's tempting and I, I know that like, I have to remind myself sometimes, like for instance, just this week, I had reached out to a friend, um, it was banana actually, and just said, Hey, like, I want to pitch this company, but I can't remember who we went through to like, like we had talked to a bunch of people, at the company, I don't remember where we started. The banana was like, oh, it's this person. And I'm like, oh, great, great, great. And like my first thought was I am friends with this person on Facebook. Like it would be super easy to just message them. And I was like, no, I'm going to spend 10 minutes trying to figure out what their stinking email is. And I found it. it. It took less than 10 minutes, but I was like, oh, gosh, like it took me a bit to figure it out. And I did it that way because because that's what we should do. Right. Um. You know, like, yeah, I, I will. I will tell you that. Um, how do you pronounce Chris's last name? Michaud? Michaud? Michaud. 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 Yes. So somebody had said to me that they were trying to come, they were trying to like figure out something to do with their work with people at work. Right. Like an event. Uh-huh. And I was like, I was like, well, my friend Chris Michaud does, uh, the price is right. And mm-hmm. I'm all night long. And he was like, Oh my God, connect me. And so I did send him a message on Facebook and I was like, Hey, do you have like a website? that I can like direct people to. And then he like, he was like, I don't like, here's all my information. Just send it to them. And then I also ended up being like, Hey, my boyfriend really likes prices. Right. And his birthday's coming up. Can I book you for prices? Right. 
So we're going to do it. I'm so excited. Yeah. Yeah. No, that's it. See, Elite, that's like a side hustle thing. Right. So like, um, you know, but like, it's going to be hard for me the first time. You're going to get a message from me. That's going to say, what's the email I should use on Kickstarter right. to ask <laughs> right. questions? Right, 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 right. Because that's not crossing a line. That's being lazy. Oh yeah, <laughs> for, sure, saying, for sure. I want to do this right, but I don't want to and figure out where I'm supposed to do this. So, I want to do this right. Um, help me help you. <laughs> right, right. And you know, and I used to not be as good about that. Like remembering to like, always try to like, not, you know, like, uh, like I, I, there are times before when I like have sent messages to people. In fact, I did it not too long ago where I sent a message to a friend who runs a pumping, pumping company (laughs) company, and was like, Hey, um, I want to pitch a game to your company if you're open to it. Uh, and then just let me know where to send it. And they were like, yeah, we're totally looking for submissions. Uh, here's the email you can send it to. And like, I felt like that was probably okay. But like it is, it's, you know, um, it's, it's tough. Like, I don't know, like you want to respect those boundaries. Right. Um, and it's, it's, do, it's weird it's, when you have friends, right. And you have to be like, okay. Having friends, friends is so weird. <laughs> I'm bad at it. I don't have many. <laughs> I'm super bad at it, to be honest. Um, well, there's, know. I mean, there's also a difference. Cause it's like, sometimes you do do your homework and you're like, Oh, I can't figure out who to send this to, and I don't want to send it to the wrong person. Right. And like, right. I, it's it's honestly not it's it's not that bad if you just ask your friend, "Hey, can you point me in the right direction?" You know what I mean? Right. Like, yeah. I I'll, I'll never be upset about that. Right. You know? Well, and that's different than like going and saying, "Nicole, I have a problem with this company you work for. Can you solve my problem, like, personally?" Right? Right. It's <laughs> just you know. Um, I mean, I remember the, like, like when I had issues with like a loan that I had with a company and like the, there were problems and I like, I knew people that worked there cause I was in the industry. So like, I would just call one of them and say, Hey, listen, I know it's someone on your team that probably has to fix this, but can you just, can you just send me to the right person right, instead of right. me like trying to navigate the system? Yeah. Cause like, I know the system is designed to be hard to navigate and like, yeah, <laughs> and I'm sure. not going to be a chump about it, for sure, um, for sure. you know? And, uh. And yeah, you know, I mean, I think that it's knowing the boundaries of that, but some stuff like this, like, I think one of the interesting things about this, and this is a slightly different topic, but like, is, is the familiarity we have with people who we've never actually met in person. Right. Yeah. And it's weird. Right. Um, I, I know that I've heard people say that about the podcast, like when they meet me for the first time or one of the other hosts and they're like, I feel like I know a lot about you. Right. Like, and, the, and I think somebody was even like, I feel like I know a lot about you. And they were like, but that's. But it's not real. And I was like, no, it is. Like, I mean, I'm me on the podcast. Like, the stuff you know is real. It's weird that I know nothing about you. Um, but that's on me because, like, I talk about stuff and I put it out there, right? Right. Um, but, you know, yeah. the number of people where, like, you meet them for the first time and it's like, oh, my gosh. Like, I've never actually met you in person. And so, like, yeah. Chris Misho is a great – we've been friends for 10 years. I've never met Chris in person. <gasps> I don't like, know if I've ever met him in person. So, I'm planning, Chris, if you're listening to this, I'm planning on coming to Maine next year. Uh, if you're listening you to can... this, Chris, we like you so much. You're oh, so he great. Knows. He knows. <laughs> uh, so, well, um... I saw this great meme and it was like a dude eating a salad next to like a picture of a bunch. You know how like people eating salads and pictures, they're always like, ha- like, look, yeah, look, they're yeah, having a good yeah. time. 
So it's a dude eating a salad next to a picture of a bunch of people eating a salad. And he's like, me listening to a podcast of all my best friends, you know, because you're like. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, it's so good. Oh, that's funny. That's funny. Um, how much time do we have left? We have a little bit of time, about 12 minutes or less left. How, how do you feel about another bug story? Oh, God. Well, yeah, I was going to suggest doing a, like a random game pitch, but you know what? Oh, we can do a random like... game pitch. Oh, no, no, no. People like your bug story. So you tell the story. I won't sleep tonight. It'll be great. Let's do it. Let's well, I don't do know. It. If, I, if I already told the story, stop me and, you know, cut this out of the podcast forever. Um, but so. so the podcast so... is just going to end. She's going to start talking and click. <laughs> um. Game over. Um, so I don't know if I told you the story. So, well, so first of all, you know, I, I went to a funeral today. My grandmother's younger brother passed away. Oh, um, I'm sorry. I did not actually know that. Well, so so my grandmother is one of was one of six. My grandmother's still alive; she's the last one, but she was one of six. And when I was really young, when I was like ten years old, uh, my favorite of her siblings was my uncle Lou, and he was just like a real like you know rapscallion. Uh, he was always like busting my chops. You know, I was like ten years old, and I'd be watching TV, and he'd be like, "Okay, we can't watch any more of your TV. This this one's rated R. You can't watch that." I'd be like, "Uncle, I'm ten. I can read." I can see that that doesn't say rated R. You know what I mean? Like he was always like busting my traps. And um, one day he told me the story about how, you know, after he got his divorce, he moved into a house by himself. He was like really lonely and kind of like bummed out because he was living in this house by himself. He hadn't lived alone in like a while and how he befriended this fly and he named this fly Harry. Right. And the fly like did everything with them. The fly like slept next to him in bed was like, in the shower with him when he got a shower. It was like drinking the milk in his cereal while he was eating cereal, right? Like, and I'm like, this is so, this is such bull, right? And he's like, you know, you know, he became, you know, we became friends. I, was, I saw him every day. And then he's like, yeah, one day I woke up and I couldn't find Harry anywhere. And I like looked all over the house. I looked at all the regular places. And then I found him in a spider web. And he's like, so, and at this point in the story, this absolute lunatic pulls out a matchbook that says RIP Harry. And in it is a dead fly and i'm like this like and my grandma still had that until like a couple of years ago she still had yeah he like left it to her as well (laughs) like like, what like 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 the level of commit to the bit that my uncle lou did was like so outstanding it was like another level wow yeah i thought you'd like that wow that is Uncle Lou, man. Legend. Uncle Lou. Legend. Uncle Lou. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, he was such a cool dude, man. He was such a cool dude. Wow. That's my that's I, my that, that's probably why I have like such a weird relationship with bugs, right? Because I had this like weird, weird thing growing up where like uh, people told me weird stories like that. I was just like, yeah, sure, bugs are my friend. Yeah, yeah. Oh wow, that is uh that yeah that that explains a lot actually. I'm not gonna lie. <laughs> that explains a whole heck of a lot. Well, that was a that was a short story. So yeah, that um, was really short. So we can still pitch a game. Uh yeah, so I'm pulling up random game titles here. Ooh. I can never remember the name of the websites to go to. Here it is. Let's make a game. Dot net. Oh, done. Like I'm not even gonna click generate on this uh to do a new one because the one that came up when i got here was sinister polka boxing and i don't know that you can beat sinister polka boxing no um 
What is so, Sinister Polka Boxing? So, it, well, it is uh, it is a, a name of a fictitious game that I'm about to explain. Is that okay? Yeah, do, do it. That? Awesome. Let's do it. So, Sinister Polka Boxing, uh, obviously, uh, is a game where um, the board is set up as a ring. Like, you've got a ring. This The got board it. is this ring area. Uh, okay, and okay. Uh, some different things are happening. So on the side of each part of the ring, there is a fake speaker that is playing a polka song, right? Okay. And there's a bunch of weird titles for fake polka songs, right? And those are playing, and each one of those kind of like goes into the, so many spaces into the ring, which is the ring is 12 spaces, I think. Um, and you've got the, uh, you know, they go in a bit, a few, a few spaces each, and they kind of like cancel each other out or, or they cross over in certain spots. And then in the middle, you have got the two players boxing with this polka music. Um, and, and the catch is this, the catch is that one of the players is evil and, or sinister as it may be. And the sinister. other player is not sinister. And so what you're trying to do is you're trying to knock each other out. But, but the but the sirens are coming. No, it's in here. Oh yeah, hear sorry, you can hear that. Yeah, I've got. It's a it's nice night. I've got all my windows open. Right. Beautiful no, night it's... in Philadelphia, everybody. All right. <laughs> uh, so all right. all right, so you've got uh you've got these two players. One is sinister. One is not. Uh, and they are trying to uh they are trying to vie to to fight right. And and the thing is that the polka songs that are playing. Um, those generate emotions because I mean, polka definitely generates Very emotions in a lot of people, yeah. mostly anger, but, um, <laughs> but you know. so, so while these, while these polka songs are playing, you have your, like your, your people that are helping you like outside the ring, your, your like team, right. Your crew. Right. Uh, and you're, you're using, uh, cards, uh, to do two things. Well, the cards you're playing are your, the ways you're attacking and defending. So like the cards are, um, are like split down the middle. One side has like an attack on it or a defense. And then the other side has a polka song on it. Um, and you have to determine when you play cards out of your hand, um, if you're going to play those to replace a polka song to try and generate the emotion that you need, right? Um, I love to, this. To win. Uh, or you're going to play it as an attack. And the catch is that each attack or defense is boosted or hurt by a type of emotion via the polka song. So, um, so the players are trying to do that, um, back and forth playing cards and, uh, the, uh, the first player to get knocked out, uh, loses, uh, the battle of sinister polka and that's sinister polka boxing. Can we have chits or like little wooden pieces that are just little notes? Yes. Yeah. Why not? Music yeah. Notes. Sure. We can have anything you want in this game. Uh, cause, cause you work well, at Kickstarter it's now. It's a fantasy cause I work at Kickstarter now. <laughs> stretch goal. <laughs> what notes are stretch goal? So, um, that was a, that was a thin game pitch. So builders, if you want to pop in the discord and tell me uh, how to do it better, that's fine. Uh, Chris Misho, I'm sure you're going to pop in and explain how it should be weird Al themed since it's got a play oh! in it. Um, so, yeah, I was uh, thinking dueling accordion players. Oh, oh, that is, that is better. That is better. I want that. I want dueling polka. So you've heard of like chess boxing, right? Like, you know, where like, have you heard of nope. chess boxing? Nope. Oh, so chess boxing is you do some chess moves, uh, on the board and then you do like a one minute round or two minute round of boxing where you literally get in the ring and beat each other up. You're and not, you you're not back. telling the truth. 
I, I am. And then you Why get, is that? A, how is that? And then you go back and you keep playing chess because Where? you keep having just search for chess boxing. Uh, but, and why? I promise you, but why is it a thing? I, Nicole, Nicole, Nicole. But why, why is a lot of why are a lot of things real? Chess boxing. Why is a lot of thing a thing? A, it's a hybrid sport that combines two traditional disciplines, chess and boxing. So, anyways, you're ruining this game pitch that I'm trying to fix. I am. I'm so sorry. Idea. Keep going. Keep going. Keep going. So you should be in a ring, like playing accordions back at each other, like uh, boxing with with your music of your accordions, right? Like that seems like a real good idea. Um, where you're, you know, like you're playing the different songs and then you could play the different songs as attacks and defenses to modify things. Right. Um, right. Yeah. Yeah. But no chess boxing I've heard is a bad idea. I, I'm not good at chess, nor am I good at boxing. So I, no. feel like I would. Be no, really I'm bad. not good at either of those things either. That's why I'm appalled by this. Yeah. Yeah. If it was like ice cream eating mini golf, <laughs> I'd be amazing at it. Cause I'm good at both of those things. I'm really good at eating ice cream and I'm so good at mini golf. I am pretty good at both those things as well. Yeah. So couple couple scoops of ice cream, mini golf. Couple yep. scoops of ice cream, yep. mini golf. What I a mean, night. what do you do when you're mini golfing and you're waiting for the people to be done, right? You ice eat cream. ice cream. That just seems yeah. like a great deal. Yeah. 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 I like it. Thanks. Like Ship it. it. It's not... Coming to Kickstarter next week. <laughs> Ice cream mini golf. <laughs> oh, yeah. So uh, anyways. All right. Well, hey, I think that is a show here. Uh, so thank you for chatting, Nicole, about your Thanks new role and uh, some random other stuff and uh, some polka boxing. And as always, uh, a single bug story. <laughs> yes. Oh, yes. We always need that to be part of the story. So, um, all right. Well, listeners, I hope you had a good time with us tonight. If you want to get in touch with us, you can, of course, go to buildingthegamepodcast.com. Uh, and you can also there, you can find a link to our discord. You can also go to buildingapodcast.com slash you are here and you will find the PNP for Michael Wasbrock and I's game. You are here, uh, and you should download that and play it. Um, yeah. So, and give us feedback. That'd be awesome. Um, in addition to that, you can, of course, email us to buildingapodcast at gmail.com. You can find us on the Twitter at podcast PTG at J A and at toits T O I T S. We hope you come back every single week, but until next time, good night. Good night. Building the game, building the game with Jason and friends, with Jason and friends. Building the game, building the game with Jason and friends, with Jason and friends. The end of the episode, that's when it technically ends.